In this presentation, we will take a look at an example of cash flows and the calculation of future value with those cash flows. We'll take both a look at annuity cash flows, future value of an annuity, future value of a single sum with these cash flows. We're taking a look at the flows to the left. Our rate is going to be 14%. And then we're going to have our years 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. And then our cash flows, 30,000, 5,000, 5,000, 5,000, 8,000, 10,000, 63,000. What we want to get good at is taking a look at the numbers that we're using, what we're trying to future value. We want to get an idea of what we're future valuing and then take an approach on how we're going to future value it. So in this case, one, we're doing the future value, meaning we're going to have a, a value at the end of this cash flow period. Usually when people think about a future value, if you want to apply a scenario, the scenario to apply is usually investment type of activity for the future value. In other words, if we were to put money into an investment that would then be generating a return on it, then at the end of the investment, we would have how much money is there at the end of the investment. Now that could be a little bit confusing because when we think of future value and time value of money, we might be thinking about just the value of the dollar and when we think about it in terms of an investment, obviously we're, th we're thinking about the return on the investment. The rate we're thinking then is the return on the investment. So remember that we can think of the future value in terms of the time value of money. In other words, the decline in the value of money due to something like inflation and think about the future value then has to be something higher than the present value. And of course, if we think about opportunity costs in terms of, of the future value and investment in the future value, then we can think about the rate of return or the interest rate or uh, the, the rate of return we're going to get on the investment. And then the future value is going to be representing the future value. As, of, as we get to that future value, when we think about these in investments, of course, it will be valued in absolute dollar terms, the dollars at that future time period. And of course, that future time period dollar amount, when we think of in terms of the value uh, with regard to the same amount today, the same it's going to be a higher dollar amount in the future than the same value today in terms of purchasing power today and in terms of the investment or rate of return we could get today. So that's going to be the thought process we're thinking. You probably want to think, all right, this is some looks kind of like an investment. We are going to be looking at these cash flows. We got a 14% return. We got 63,000. If we add up the cash flows, it's going to be higher than that given the fact that these are going to be basically earning or going up uh, due to the investment or the future value then being higher than the original investment that uh, that we're putting in which is going to be these the cash flows and we would then say all right these aren't even payments so we can't just use an annuity formula that's the first thing we would think well could i do this with one easy calculation with just an annuity formula no because the payments are not all the same. So we've got 30,000 beginning, 5,000, 5,000, 5,000, 8,000, 10,000. So that's the first thing we're going to say, ah, can't just do one calculation. Then, well, we could break it out. And this is what we can always do. We can break it out to each individual year and do a future value calculation for each individual year. And that might be worth doing. We'll take a look at that approach. Or we might try to consolidate our information down and break it out in some other way. For example, we might say, well, you know, each of years one through five have a 5,000 component in it. We could use a, an annuity calculation to calculate the, the, the 5,000 component and then do a, a, another calculation for the added amounts for years four and year five. So that's the shortest amount of like a numbers we can present with. So let's do that first. 
Also note that when you see this type of investment, this would be a, a common type of investment uh, thing where we would have an original amount, 30,000, and then we would have some amount that we would be putting in each year annually, and then think about, okay, what would the total be at the end of that time period, the future value? So we can say, all right, year zero is going to be 57,762. Now we're not going to go through all the calculations here. Remember, we can do that three different ways. We can do that with formulas. We can do that with the use of tables, or we can do that with Excel. What we want to do here is look at the grouping. How are we going to group this information? So we're going to assume we use either of those three ways. I would, I would use Excel to do that and say that we need to future value the 30,000, the number of periods being the five periods, and we get the 57,762. We had to do the future value of one there uh, because we're not including this in our annuity. And then years one through five, we're gonna say there is a 5,000 component in years one through five. Therefore, although four and five have more than 5,000 in it, we're just gonna account for the 5,000 part of it in four and five to make uh, able to, for us to use an annuity formula. And that would give us the 33, uh, 51. So we're going to take the annuity future value of an annuity, uh, five periods, 5,000 is the amount. And then we can just take, all right, now there's the difference in year four, which is going to be the, the 8,000 minus the 5,000. It's going to be 3,000. And we're going to have to take the future value of one to calculate for the 3,420. We'll get a little bit more detail on the calculations in the second example. And then we can go to year five, say uh, 5,000 minus 5,000 or the added 5,000 is going to be what we calculate here. We could do the future value of um, the future value of the amount. We don't need to, however, here because it's the last year. So it's not, it's, if this was put in at the end of year five, it's not going to be growing anytime then it's been put in at the end of the year. And then if we add those up, we're going to say the total then 99,233. So here's our total cash flow, what we put in. Here's the present value of, or the future value of the annuity. That's one way we can break this out and it shows less calculations, gets to the bottom line a bit more directly, but it's also a little bit more confusing. So if you're dealing with someone that just wants to see the bottom line and they don't really care about the calculations, they just wanna see the bottom line, then this might be the easiest way to show it uh, to give that bottom line. However, if we wanna see more data and wanna give some understanding on the calculation, it might just be the easiest thing to do to future value each one of the years. So another way we can format this data, say, all right, let's take the number of years then. And typically, oftentimes, a nice little trick within Excel is to then reverse the number of years. So the number of years being zero through five, let's reverse it five through zero. That helps us to enter formulas into Excel. And we can then autofill the formulas down much more easily by, by using this method. And then we can enter the cash flows so here's our cash flows directly. We're just going to future value each year. Then we can go ahead and future value each year and do the future value of one, not using an annuity. So obviously the first one, we're going to future value the 30,000. We're going to use the years of five years rather than zero as we would with the present value. So it's the reverse. And that's why it's nice to have the, the years reversed up here. That allows us to pull up in this information instead of reaching down here to pick up this number five in the formula. If you want to see more detail on this we'll show an excel example on it so you can see why this helps it's easier and then we're going to have the 5000 again we're going to pick up the period of four and that will be future valued over the four periods 8445 
Then we have the 5,000 over three periods and future valued at 7,408. Then the 5,000 future valued at two periods for 6,494. And then we have the 8,000 future valued one period, 9,120. And finally, the 10,000, no future value. It is what it is at the end of that five-year period. Adding those up, that gives us our 99,233. So, and there's just a few different ways that we can see this data once we understand the future value formulas and we understand an annuity and a future value of one, our main goal then is to say, okay, what, here's our data. How do I want to format this data to make it easiest to calculate and best to look at? Oftentimes, if we have an annuity involved, that'll be the easiest calculation. But even then, it may not give the amount of data that we want. Even if this was a straight annuity, sometimes it's nice to actually break out each year's uh, future value of each year, the cash flow of each year, because then we get to see some detail uh, for each of those years.